RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. As the death of a baby girl with COVID is confirmed, experts say they're extending vaccination to children as young as six months old. The chief executive says hotel quarantine for incoming travellers will be pared back, but details still need to be thrashed out. And Hong Kong's economic woes continue, with GDP down again year on year for the second quarter. Government advisers have unanimously agreed to recommend a lowering of the minimum age for vaccination to six months. Speaking after an advisory panel meeting, one of the experts, Lao Yi Lung, said babies can receive the same dosage of Sinovac as adults. Previously, the minimum age for the jab was three. But for BioNTech, which is now only available to those aged five and over, officials want to source a smaller dosage to reduce the risk of heart inflammation. For BioNTech, many colleagues, including myself, have been saying in the past few weeks that there needs to be a baby version. There's the adult dosage and a baby version for those aged six months to five years, which is a tenth of the adult dosage. If we can't purchase the baby version, it's difficult and challenging to dilute the adult dosage and get a tenth of it out. The panel thinks we should give options to the public. Earlier health officials announced that a 22-month-old girl infected with COVID has died, while another child is in hospital with the virus. Here's Mike Weeks. The hospital authority said the baby girl developed COVID symptoms last Wednesday and was admitted to the intensive care unit at Eastern Hospital. But it said her condition continued to worsen and she died this afternoon. The authority said the coroner's court would look into her death. One of its chief managers, Lau Ka Hin, noted that one of the patients among the 4,019 new local COVID cases confirmed today is a boy almost three years old. He developed a fever on Friday and after started having spasms. The boy is in a stable condition in intensive care. Dr Lau appealed to parents to get their children vaccinated against COVID-19. The Chief Executive John Lee has confirmed that this government has decided to shorten the seven-day hotel quarantine for people arriving in Hong Kong. However, he says more work is needed to thresh out the details, as Maggie Ho reports. John Lee made the announcement in an interview with the Hong Kong Economic Journal, adding that easing travel restrictions to the mainland and the rest of the world are not mutually exclusive goals and both should be pursued in full force. On the resumption of quarantine-free travel with the mainland, he said the SAR government cannot focus on its own interests alone. He said Hong Kong has to convince mainland authorities that you won't betray my interests, adding that this is very important. On whether there's a timetable to resume quarantine-free travel, he said Hong Kong's doors are always open to the world, apart from some measures that are in place. An economic scholar says it will be difficult for Hong Kong to achieve its GDP goal after advanced figures showed a further year-on-year contraction for the second quarter. Terence Chong of the Chinese University says a high base of comparison in the second half of the year and a smaller labour force will make it harder to reach growth of between 1 and 2%. However, he expects recovery to pick up for the rest of the year. Hong Kong economy depends on two major sectors. One is the re-export, one is the financial sector. For the export and re-export, it's out of our control because it really depends on how much export China has exported to other countries. But I guess given the trend, uh, the increase in the export will be uh, expected. 
And normally, uh, those export numbers will be higher in the fourth quarter because of the Christmas holiday and so on. We would also expect an uh, improvement in the uh, social distancing measure, and also there may be a chance of opening up the border maybe in the second half of the year. So uh, the trend will be um, improving. National Security Police say they've arrested two men for allegedly publishing seditious messages on social platforms. Officers say the pair are aged 34 and 36. They added that the 36-year-old suspect also allegedly took and published indecent photos of an individual. They've been detained for questioning. The weather, mainly fine. The minimum temperature about 29 degrees. Very hot during the day tomorrow. Minimum, maximum temperature around 34 degrees in the urban areas. Couple of degrees warmer in the new territories. Isolated showers later. Light to moderate southwesterly winds. The outlook will be more showery with thunderstorms on Wednesday. Those showers getting heavier at times on Thursday and Friday, lessening gradually at the weekend. A very hot weather warning is now in effect. Temperature 31 degrees, humidity 75%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. HSBC says it's aiming to restore dividend payment to pre-COVID-19 levels as soon as possible, with a plan to revert to quarterly dividends from next year. It's also announced a higher-than-expected interim dividend after posting a 14% increase in first-half profits. Executives at the bank have fended off calls to split its business. HSBC's largest shareholder, Ping An Insurance, has urged the bank to explore spinning off its Asia business, a suggestion that has received backing from some retail shareholders. But the bank's leaders say they don't see another structure which could bring higher returns. The bank's chairman is Mark Tucker. There have been reports in recent months about ideas for alternative structures for HSBC. The board has been fully engaged in examining these ideas in depth and we will continue that thorough examination. The board firmly believes that, as these results clearly demonstrate, HSBC's strategy is working and expect that it will deliver very good returns over the coming years. (coughs) Mirror's concert producer Francis Lam has released a statement on social media saying he's cooperating with police and authorities to find out what went wrong during last Thursday's concert when a huge screen fell on performers. He said the incident was a heavy blow to both him and his team. Mr Lamb apologised to the dancer, his family and the audience and anyone else affected. Meanwhile, the group's captain, Lockman Young, said in a social media post that the boy band was being looked after. He appealed to people to give the injured dancers and their families time and space and wished them all the best. Macau is to further relax coronavirus restrictions from tomorrow after the SAR reported no new community infections for nine consecutive days. Aaron Tam reports. Restaurants will be able to resume dine-in services while businesses such as cinemas, beauty parlors, gyms and bars can reopen. However, authorities say customers must present negative PCR tests done within three days before they eat at restaurants. As for government departments, they will all resume normal operations. There have been 1,821 infections in the gambling hub since the Omicron outbreak began in June. More than 700,000 people have been tested negative for COVID in the SAR's latest 14th round of mass testing. Overseas, the first grain ship to be allowed to leave the Ukrainian port of Odessa since the start of the conflict with Russia is heading southwards through the Black Sea towards the Bosphorus Strait. The Rizoni is following a strict route through a safe corridor negotiated by the United Nations and Turkey. Its final destination is in Lebanon.
John Stolpert from the International Chamber of Shipping said it was a positive move. This is a huge step forward and it has happened at an incredible pace. There are significant challenges into realising both the corridor and the ability to export this cargo from an active war zone. Firstly, we had concerns the, about the security of the seafarers that appears to be being safeguarded by Ukraine. There is obviously still a mine risk and that will need to be monitored constantly. In Russia, the Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov welcomed the departure of the first ship, saying he hoped all parties would respect the deal. The fact that the first ship, loaded with Ukrainian grain, has left Odessa port is very positive news. This is a good opportunity to test the agreement made during talks in Istanbul. Let us hope that all the parties involved will fulfil their commitments. There's been condemnation of an announcement by the military coup leaders in Myanmar that he'll stay in power for another six months. Opponents of Min Aung Thang, who overthrew the democratically elected government in February last year, also said his offer of fresh elections in a year was a sham. An advisor to Myanmar's national unity government in exile, Aung Kyo Mo, said that Burmese people had already chosen their government in the 2020 general elections. He said the army must not be allowed to destroy democracy. We did have free and fair elections according to the standard international standard. People in Burma wouldn't accept any more elections that will allow the dictators to be continuing to play in a role and shape the country the way they think is appropriate, which is against the democratic norms and principles. Researchers have begun a project to discover where the stars in our galaxy, the Milky Way, come from. They're using a new instrument called Weave, installed on a telescope in one of the Canary Islands. The Milky Way contains up to 400 billion stars. The Weave spectrograph will analyse the light from many thousands of stars, reconstructing the formation of the Milky Way. Gavin Dalton is a professor of astrophysics at the University of Oxford. It's a fantastic achievement from a lot of people to make this happen. And it's great to see it working. So the next step is the new adventure. It's brilliant. We'll learn about this really detailed structure. We'll learn about the dynamics and, and how the stars are moving around. And we'll learn about the evolutionary histories. The Commissioner for Sport, Young Tak Kyung, says the government has been in discussions with the rugby union for the past two months about bringing back the Hong Kong Sevens, which take place in November, for the first time since 2019. However, he says that while drinking will be allowed in the stands, eating will not. The current rule is that um, spectators, uh, they can drink because drinking is necessary, um, but uh, they are not allowed to eat. Uh, they need to go to the eating outlet to, uh, to consume food, but they can, they can drink at the stand. For eating, uh, you, you, know, you, you, you need to take off your mask, and we want to reduce and minimize the mask-off activities at the spectator's ah. stands. Well, we want the uh, spectators to observe the rules themselves, and also there will be a, uh, the rugby union will send people around to remind people to put back their mask after drinking. The union says the Sevens will be COVID compliant, meaning under current rules, venue capacity is capped at 85%. The union also says it expects there will be fewer overseas visitors to the, to the tournament this year, given the continuing quarantine requirement for arrivals. But its chief executive, Robbie McRobbie, says he anticipates strong local demand for the event. He also said international teams supported being in a closed-loop system. The teams are just really excited to be coming back to Hong Kong. Hong Kong is the spiritual home of the, of the World Seven Series, uh, and we've always had a, a wonderful relationship with, with the teams. They, they 
know, they want to help us. They want to see the, the event come back. Uh, and they themselves, are, I think, are, are very excited to be to be back, having the opportunity to run out at Sokompo in, in that iconic stadium and, and uh, you know, get, get, get back to a little bit of the, of the Hong Kong mojo. In football, meanwhile, there were celebrations for England's women. England beat Germany 2-1 in a tense women's Euro final at Wembley to lift their first major international football crown since 1966. Chloe Kelly scored the game winner in extra time. It came after Lena McGull erased England's opening goal by Ella Toon. Manager Serena Wiegmann spoke of her pride at winning the competition. It's incredible, isn't it? It's, it's unreal. Um, yes, we had a dream. As Of course, all the teams that come in the tournament have a dream. And we did it. It's so incredible. I'm so proud of the girls, but also of everyone else in the staff, the support of DFA. And we have done just amazing job. Max Verstappen has won the Hungarian Grand Prix to extend his lead in the Formula One Championship. The Red Bull driver finished ahead of the Mercedes pair of Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. The BBC's Harry Benjamin has the details. George Russell for Mercedes held off the two Ferraris in the early stages of the Hungarian Grand Prix, but tyre strategy was the talk of the town and proved crucial in the end as it was Max Verstappen and his Red Bull starting 10th, managed his tyres the best and with the right strategy worked his way up to win his eighth race of the season. Disaster once again for Ferrari who despite looking fast, poor strategy calls, seeing both Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc off the podium. The two Mercedes of Hamilton and Russell rounded off the podium as Verstappen extends his championship lead to 80 points over Leclerc. South Africa have won the deciding T20 Cricket International against England by 90 runs to take the series 2-1. Set 192 to win, England were bowled out for 101 in Southampton. The BBC's Nikesh Raghani was watching. South Africa got off to the worst possible start here, losing Quinton de Kock off just the third ball of their innings. But after that, they completely dominated. They posted 191 for five from their 20 overs, thanks largely to 70 from Reza Hendricks and an unbeaten 51 from Aidan Markram. There was also a quick-fire 22 from David Miller at the end. Only David Willey did well with the ball, taking three for 25. In their chase, England never really got going. They were eventually all out for just 101. Tabrez Shamsi was the star with the ball spinning a web to take five for 24 from his four overs. South Africa then winning the series 2-1, meaning Joss Butler is still yet to win a series as captain in four attempts this summer. A reminder of our top stories. As the death of a baby girl with COVID is confirmed, experts say they're extending vaccination to children as young as six months. The chief executive says hotel quarantine for incoming travellers will be pared back. And Hong Kong's economic woes continue, with GDP down again year on year for the second quarter. And that's the news from RTHK. Tell
Written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, Pearl's a singer. It wasn't about Janis Joplin, at least nobody's admitted to it. But her nickname was Pearl, by the way, because it is a song about a female nightclub singer. Into our second hour, it's a Monday night here in Hong Kong. Thanks for tuning in to our marvellous musical Magical Mystery Tour with me, Peter King, through to midnight. Then, as usual, midnight to 1am, we'll be on a sentimental journey. Thank you. 